Hello and welcome to Intersection. This weekend, about 30 musical acts from country and roots to soul and blues are descending on Stevens Lake Park in Columbia for the 13th annual Roots and Blues and Barbecue Festival. It's all happening starting tomorrow, Friday, September 27th. This year's lineup features some real legends like John Prine, Alejandra Escoveda, Nick Lowe, Patty Griffin. Then there are lots of up-and-comers as well, some local favorites like the Kay Brothers, the Bernie Sisters. Festival co-owner Tracy Lane joined us in studio recently to discuss the highlights. We also talked about the history of the festival and how the music festival has changed and evolved and also how the Columbia music scene has changed and evolved in the past decade. Tracy Lane's a great person to talk about these things with. Here's the conversation. Let me go back to the beginning. You've worked closely with uh, the Roots and Blues and Barbecue founder, Richard King, over the years. What was the original concept and the idea behind this festival? Originally, Central Bank was looking for a big community-wide celebration to celebrate their 150th birthday. And that was back in 2007. So the bank folks came up with the concept of a community-wide music um, and barbecue celebration because those are two of Missouri's richest traditions. You know, here we are in Columbia, right? We're halfway between the St. Louis blues history and then the Kansas City barbecue and its history. So uh, it was a way to sort of, you know, celebrate what's great about Columbia, Missouri, and and give that gift to the people. So uh, Central Bank enlisted Richard King to book the artists for that event. And the community obviously really embraced that event and wanted more. They didn't want it to be a one-time event. And so Richard then bought the rights to the festival in 2008 and became the owner of the festival. And that year, he actually enlisted me to be the the first director under his ownership in 2008. And then, uh, so I did it for a year and it was, I was, I'll just say this, I was a staff of one (laughs) and I was a single mom. And that probably sums up why I (laughs) did it for a year and then came back 10 years later. (laughs) (laughs) You needed a 10 year break. Well, the festival grew substantially in that time and I raised my child and then there, (laughs) there was time for me. It was, last year was the perfect time to come back. That's great. Well, and and you just mentioned that slight change of ownership. And so you've come back with a change of ownership of the festival. Can you describe what's happened and your new role? Yes, absolutely. I'm very excited to say uh, I am back and with my two colleagues, Jamie Varvero and Shay Jasper and I were the only, uh, the three of us were the employees of the festival in 2018. And at the end of the festival, Richard was um, ready to retire and move on, and uh, so he has sold the festival to the three of us, and so we are now the owners of Thumper Productions, a.k.a. Roots and Blues and Barbecue. So you've been around, Tracy, since the beginning and now back, um, but you've been very much around in between as well as an arts director and leader in the community. How has this festival changed over the years? I think that... The community has embraced this from day one uh, and because it celebrates who we are as a community, as a people. You know, it's really about those rich cultural traditions of Missourians and American roots music and what do we love most? You know, we love music and food and that's what we're celebrating. And so it's been something that uh, the community embraced very early on and 
I think in 2013, the transition to Stevens Lake Park was just a lovely transition because of that beautiful space. I mean, to be in that scenic, serene space and celebrate these cultural traditions with your family, um, you know, we very much enjoy the multi-generational opportunity for people to feel comfortable in a public park. Of course, you want to bring your grandkids and you want to bring your grandchildren and see these sometimes historic music figures together with your family. So it's just been nothing but a positive growth for the last 13 years. All right. So as it's happening, the 13th annual happens this weekend. So really the first question everybody wants to know from you is what are the highlights from from (laughs) your perspective? Like what are you excited about? I think I'm very excited about the lineup as a whole because I think that we've done a really comprehensive um, approach to American Roots music. We really set out this year to sort of um, broaden the depth and breadth of what American Roots music is and really present a lineup that I think is representative of who we are, again, as a community. I think there is a musician on this lineup that speaks to every soul. And that was something that was really important to us to do. And I think that we did a great job of assembling that. Wow. So you're very, you're soulful in your approach to the lineup, it sounds like. And so maybe we should divide up this question. I guess, first of all, let's get the big elephants out of the room. What are the big names that you have, the legends that you maybe are also still pinching yourself or still a little surprised? And the other people might be surprised to know that they're going to be wandering around Stevens Lake Park. <laughs> people like uh, Alejandra Escovedo, Patty Griffin, Nick Lowe, Dave Alvin, that's a pretty legendary lineup, but this happens year after year. Are those who you would describe as the the legends you have coming in? Yeah, those are definitely in the legendary category. Those are people who have been, you know, making music uh, since the 60s, 70s. Uh, we even ha- and John Prine, of course, is back this year, okay. who definitely is in that legend category, for, mm-hmm. certainly. And then there are even some that maybe at first glance, you might not recognize the name, but for instance, Del McCurry. I just heard that city of New Orleans Go rumbling past this old shack of mine Yeah, the windows carry on And the timbers creak and groan That old girl is well on down the line He is an amazing bluegrass artist who's been around since the 1950s. He played with Bill Monroe's Bluegrass Boys in the 50s. And so, you know, that's really stellar artistry. That's legendary. And then on Saturday, uh, Doug Kershaw, another name that off the top of your head you might not recognize, but probably if you're my age or older, you have heard the song Louisiana Man, which is a Cajun, a traditional Cajun song that actually was popularized and hit the country charts in the 1950s. And um, that's Doug Kershaw. He is the original Louisiana man. He's 86 years old, and he's playing the Grand Ole Opry the night before he plays the festival. And um, a little trivia on Doug Kershaw. His Louisiana man was actually transmitted from the moon back to Earth in 1969. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> Not very many musicians can can make that claim. Right. Huh? <laughs> that's that's incredible and what great background. What about the other side of this question on the highlights? 
Who are the really under the radar, the up and comers, the cutting edge that you have always, your entire career, been scouting out? The names that that stuck out to me, the Bernie sisters and Violet and the Undercurrents, I know are sort of buzzy names at the moment that we yeah, have. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think that we always, it's always very important to us that there is a, an integral part of the success of this festival are those those local bands. I mean, that's part of our community. And those, those bands support um, concert promoters year-round. They show up and they open for names year-round at local venues and events. And they they bring their fan base to those shows. And they're really important and they're very talented too so it's really exciting to have a great wealth of local artistry um so we have local bands opening each stage each day so there are like i believe there are six columbia bands on the lineup really that many okay but i have to say i think the 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 most exciting up-and-comer who's just literally her career has just skyrocketed since we booked her is Marin Morris, who's our headliner on Friday night. And the shit's unflattering All up in my head again I don't feel myself right now She has had a number one album on the country charts and a number one album on the single charts this year, um, which is kind of a rarity for women in country music. Uh, That does not happen as frequently as you might realize. And uh, she's just literally everywhere. She last year she scored the theme song to the Target commercial. Everybody knows "In the Middle." That's Marin Morris. You may know that song, but you may not know her name yet. But she is uh, she's really become a superstar. She won, I think she was nominated for six Grammys last year, and I believe she won at least four of those. This year she's nominated for six CMA awards, including Artist of the Year, Album of the Year, Female Artist of the Year. I've been telling people, come see Maren Morris in Columbia, Missouri, uh, while you can, because she is going to be a superstar. Don't you hang your head low. She is a superstar. (laughs) That's awesome. Let me just take a break really quickly to say you're listening to Intersection on KBIA, and we're talking with Tracy Lane, co-director of the 13th annual Roots and Blues and Barbecue Festival happening this weekend. It's September 27th through 29th in Columbia. And the festival has grown to be a major attraction over the last 13 years. It's now on 50 acres in Stevens Lake Park drawing thousands to see about 30 music acts from legendary names that we're talking about now to new up-and-comers and everything in between, really. I'm Janet Saidi, and you can hear more on this festival and the conversation at kbia.org. Tracy, I love what you're saying about Marin Morris. Anybody else kind of under the radar that you would say that you're just kind of finding an interesting person to watch in the music scene that's coming through here? Absolutely. Black Pumas. This is a pretty brand new band out of Austin. (laughs) 
is, it's, it's, I'm not allowed to have favorites, I guess, but it is my favorite genre of music. I mean, you listen to this and you feel like you're listening to 1973, you know, a, a Isley Brothers record or a Marvin Gaye record. I mean, it's just, but it doesn't sound dated. It's fresh, but it's got that ultra groove. It's got that vibe, and they're just, they're phenomenal. I can't wait to see where their career goes. This is their first album, was just released this year, and I would say they are definitely a band to watch, and I am super excited to see them on Saturday. cool the black pumas um if this is an impossible question and it's also just kind of makes no sense because you buy a pass for roots and blues and you can go to many many bands but if somebody could only dip into one band <laughs> what, <laughs> what would you suggest this is just an impossible question yeah that is an impossible question thanks janet <laughs> because it really depends on your taste um mm-hmm. As I said, I think we we have such a wide swath of American roots music here. So if you love soul, then yeah, Black Pumas is where you should go. If you love country, then Marin Morris is where you should go. And by the way, uh, opening for Marin Morris, uh, not too shabby, Lucas Nelson, son of uh, Willie Nelson. So um, definitely a rising country star. Well, and he was in this, li- he wrote a lot of the little music movie. for this little movie uh, uh, you may have heard of called A Star is Born. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Lucas so, Nelson. yeah, Friday's your night if you're country, I would say. Um, if you're you know, a little bit country. Yes. <laughs> and if you're a little bit R&B and soul, Saturday. I mean, we have Ben Harper as our headliner then, who yeah. is phenomenal. And I'm so excited. This is his first time at the festival. Yes. The- Welcome back, 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. But he actually, last year, just last year, he was nominated uh, as a Best Traditional Blues Artist um, in 2018. So yeah, so like so many sort of cutting edge 90s musicians, they go back to roots music. Absolutely. Is, I mean, I think Dave Alvin is one of mm-hmm. those, and and you see see this happening with a lot of ex punk mm-hmm. rock uh, people. And I this actually leads to the, another question I wanted to ask you about Tracy, which is genres. You have a lot of different genres coming together. If that's the right word for it, but you know, it all falls, I suppose, under an umbrella of roots, American roots music, would you say? Yes, absolutely. How do you think about genre and how do you think about the kinds of bands? Are you Has it been expanding from maybe the original sort of blues um, to include other genres and more American roots music, like a lot of the artists you're describing? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think from the beginning, the title of the festival was always Roots and Blues. So it was never um, just a blues festival, but obviously there have been some legendary blues headliners over the years. Okay. So Taj Mahal, Buddy Guy come to mind immediately. Yes. Um, but Patti then Lavette, I remember seeing, uh-huh. and yeah, which you do. Uh, so, so I perhaps, perhaps I was just thinking of it as blues, but it was always roots as well. Right. Roots has always been a big part of it as well. So, uh, but yeah, as I said, we really wanted to expand that palette and provide you know, something that speaks to everyone, something that moves everyone's heart and soul. And uh, I think American Roots music is, that covers a lot of things. You're talking about a lot of, you know, folk and bluegrass and country and R&B and, uh, of course, blues. So it's it's all in there. And with that, there's also some Cajun and some 
Western swing and, uh, you know, and then we've got the new pornographers, you know, for the, the speaking of the 90s indie rockers, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that. That's cool, too. Tracy is the co-director and owner of the Roots and Blues and Barbecue Festival, the 13th annual festival happening this weekend, September 27th through the 29th in Columbia. And the festival has grown to be a major attraction on 50 acres in Stevens Lake Park in Columbia. Um, We've got 30 acts of music from a range of genres that we're talking through now. You can see more on this conversation and more on the festival at kbia.org. Here's something from the new pornographers. They're in town in Columbia this weekend as part of the Roots and Blues and Barbecue lineup. It's all happening in Stevens Lake Park this weekend. Tracy, now that you are a co-owner of Roots and Blues Festival and Barbecue Festival, um, what are your goals? What do you see going forward? What do you want to happen? We want to continue to really expand the inclusivity of what we do. We have strategized this way to uh, this year to find new ways to make this more accessible and affordable to as many people as we can. So, you know, there's a, we've done some student promotions so that this is something that students can also be a part of. We've done, um, we, we increased the number of free weekend passes that were distributed in, in a partnership we have with the city so that fami- families from low income can attend the festival for free. We've expanded our ADA um, abilities so that uh, to make transportation as easy as possible, both to the park and inside of the park, we offer free cart service from the minute you, you know, you arrive at the festival. Um, people with limited mobility can hop on a free cart that can take you from stage to stage or place to place throughout the festival. And we have um, free shuttle service for from the parking lots uh, to, again, help with that mobility. So those are kind of the the big picture things that we've, we've looked at this year. We even, we launched a brand new website that was ADA- uh, compliant, which was our first, that was sort of the thing we did at the very beginning of the year back in January was let's rehaul this website and make it something that everyone can easily see and read. Those were the primary goals in this year. And then also just we wanted the festival to, we want the enhancements when you experience the festival this year. They're, they're not, there are not drastic changes, they're subtle changes, but we've looked at ways to enhance the experience. As I said, you're in this beautiful space you're in Stevens Lake Park, which is a national arboretum, and uh, we want people to really uh, understand and appreciate and value what a beautiful space we have. Because a lot of music festivals are in a stadium or a parking lot, and ours is not. And um, again, I think that really adds and enhances the experience of being there with your family and enjoying this live music together in this beautiful space. So we're trying to enhance that space and even just our art and design. And uh, our, we have an incredible local crew of artists who um, create interactive art installations every year. And they've 
joined with us this year to to really kind of play up those elements, you know, the natural elements of our of our space. That's great. So inclusivity in all kinds of ways. That sounds like a great goal. Tracy, I want to ask you a little bit more about music. You've worked in the music business for years. How has the music scene in Columbia changed over the years? And what do you think of the Columbia music scene now? I think Columbia has always been this uniquely open environment where all ages have an appreciation for live music here. You know, I was really amazed when I moved here in at the end of the 80s after I, I moved here from Los Angeles and I was really thinking that, oh gosh, you know, the live music scene's probably going to be it's probably going to be awful here. And immediately, within a few days, I discovered the Blue Note and had just moved downtown about a month before I moved here. And um, I was amazed at at the the artistry, the lineup. You know, Richard King has, did that that work for such a long time and really put Columbia on the map when it comes to live music. But also, it's 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 also about the people in this community and the appreciation and value that they have for live music because, you know, we have people who come to see the symphony here. We have people who come to see, we have a, we, you know, we have a professional ballet company in our small town. Like this is a town that truly embraces the arts. And that's why I stay, I've stayed here and continued to do the work that I've done for the last 30 years, because this community really appreciates and values the arts. What made you want to get into music? I've wanted to have some sort of connection to the music business for as long as I can possibly remember. Like my earliest memories, honestly, are of going to see live country music with my grandparents when I was about two or three years old. I started going to a place called Buck Cuddy's Country Music Jamboree, which was in a barn in the tiny farm town where I grew up. And I was just spellbound, captivated. I wanted to be a part of this in some way, but I had no musical talent. I also had no outlet to, you know, lessons were not really something that were available to me. It was like you could take piano lessons from the the church lady perhaps, but you know, if you, as long as you played hymns and that wasn't really my thing, so that didn't really excite me. So anyway, I've been sort of I feel like I've been searching my entire life for how I was going to get into the music business. And then I realized, like, I could be a concert promoter. I don't have to have any musical talent to be a concert promoter. So I started doing, I started managing the Blue Note when I was 22. Okay. We won't say how many years ago that was. (laughs) (laughs) Is that when you moved here from L.A.? Yes. At age 22? Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Well, that's a great reason to get into music. Before uh, I let you go, Trace, I want to also ask about the Roots and Blues Foundation. Yes, Um, thank you for asking. I was just (laughs) thinking, I need to talk about that. Well, I've heard you mention it before and say, don't forget about the foundation. So what what are your goals for the foundation? And what would you like us all as a community to know about with the foundation? What are you doing? What are your goals? And how can we support it? I am launching a new program with the Roots and Blues Foundation. So my two partners, as I mentioned earlier, Jamie and Shay and I all also serve the Roots and Blues Foundation, which is a separate but related entity, a nonprofit 501c3 that has supported um, the Blues in the Schools program for the past 12 years. But I wanted to, again, dive a little deeper and and um, affect the community in a more long-term measurable way. I think Blues in the Schools was a lovely program, and I am so delighted that um, so many children in this community have been touched by that experience of having 
musicians come into the schools and perform with them and for them, and they've learned about the history of, of the blues. But we also wanted to find a way to provide support for young people who not just appreciate the music, but maybe they're that that kid sort of like me that wants to be a part of the music industry but doesn't necessarily have the means to do that. So we've I've written a new program, and we are launching a partnership in 2020 at the Boys and Girls Club so that um, outgoing eighth graders next summer will be able to experience an eight-week immersive American Roots Music History program, and they will learn to connect the dots of starting at the very beginning of the earliest American Roots music and weaving through that tapestry of culture and ending at hip-hop and understanding that all of that is connected. That's all just one beautiful tapestry of American Roots music um, from, you know, you go back to the field songs in the early, you know, 18th, 17th century and 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 to what they're listening to today so they understand the, the history and the connection. But then in addition to that, there is an opportunity to understand for each different genre of music that they'll discover from um, ragtime to rap, basically, that uh, there have been pivotal artists from the state of Missouri who have made a significant contribution to world culture and music history who have been right here from their own home state. And I want young people to be aware of that and be really proud of that. And so our fan- foundation is, uh, as I said, partnering with Boys and Girls Club to teach this history um, class next summer. And then at the end of the program, students who want that, want more, want to become a musician, like at the end of this experience, they're like, I want to be a jazz saxophonist or a ragtime piano player, or I want to make beats. I want to be a hip hop artist. Uh, we'll have the opportunity to apply for a scholarship, and we will pair them up with a local mentor uh, musician who will mentor and partner and provide lessons for them throughout their high school experience. So it's a really exciting new program. It's a really, it's big, it's huge. And the number of students that we can support in this scholarship will depend on the generosity of people at the festival. So we're inviting everyone at the festival to contribute to the foundation. And you can um, donate in any way uh, on the, on site. You can visit the box office or any of the what we call top-up stations, which is because we our festival, we don't use a ticketing service. We use a wristband. So your wristband is your ticket, but it's also your digital wallet. So if you have money left over on your wristband at the end of your experience, whether you're there for one day or all three days, when you're leaving the festival for the last time and maybe you have a few dollars left on your wristband, you can stop and you can donate that to the foundation. So we're, we're very excited about this opportunity to, I mean, if you think about, if we have 10,000 people who come out to the festival this weekend and everyone gives $5, just think what we can do, how many children we can provide those music lessons in this mentorship, this mentorship program for. All right, Tracy, thank you so much for coming into KBIA. Thank you. Let's go out with Del McCory Band. McCory is in this year's lineup. Here he's taking down the house at NPR for an NPR Tiny Desk concert. And he'll be here in Columbia this weekend for the 13th annual Roots and Blues and Barbecue Festival happening this weekend. It starts tomorrow night at Stevens Lake Park. That's it for Intersection this week. We'll be back at our regularly scheduled time Monday. Thanks to Roots and Blues co-owner Tracy Lane for joining us for this conversation. Intersection is produced by Sydney Steele, Olivia Love, and Bill Finn. I'm Janet Saidi. Whether you're Roots and Blues and whatever you're doing this weekend, have a great one.